1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Like I said, it's Friday. It's time for your music oasis with Gary Graff, our music guy. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. I didn't know we were singing Oasis songs this morning. Hey, there you go. You turned it right into music. That's why. <laughs> that's why you're our music guy, Gary. <laughs> we uh, we said going into break, we're looking for uh, some nice music news, and Carrie said like the Gene Simmons Ace. Is it Ace? Who's it's Ace, it's Ace and Paul who are going at it now, but Gene's involved. I mean, as he always is. Basically, what happened was somebody was somebody asked Paul recently about having Ace and Peter be part of the, the final ever Kiss shows until the next ever Kiss next final ever Kiss shows uh, later this year. And Paul said, you know, it's the kind of thing that it would look like Kiss but sound like piss. Um, <laughs> wow, not a that, bad line. That is I, not. That is not how you calm things down. No, no. So Ace is on the warpath now. He went, he went on a, a podcast earlier this week and just said, you know, I'm giving Paul. He gave Paul an ultimatum. He says he wants a week for Paul to apologize and, uh, you know, and take back his comments. And he says if he doesn't get that, that he's going to tell some dirt that nobody knows about Paul and Gene that he's always kept to himself because Ace says he isn't the kind of guy who does that. Well, he uh, is he, now, apparently. Well, he, he, yep, and he, he claims that he has it all written down and, and has been given to his attorney and is, a, is in a vault in his attorney uh, attorney's office. Wait a minute. If, any, if anything should ever should happen to him, meaning Ace. Like if Gene and Paul make him disappear? You know, that would be the implication. Can now, you imagine what a great made-for-TV movie that would be if... Well, they, they had a, I'd make it a Columbo episode. If they had him... working on this Netflix biopic that's going to come out next year, so, you know, if maybe if there's a need for extra material. Oh, I got the title uh, for it already. Yeah. Kiss of Death or Rock and Roll Murder. I like that. I like Kiss of Death. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that show's only supposed to deal with mm. their first four years, but, you know, it would be a nice thing at the end. When does that become a crime, Gary? When is that extortion? Mur- murder? No, the whole <laughs> either you apologize, oh. take everything back, or I'm going to release this information. That's extortion, right? It, it, seems, it seems like it, but I don't know if it's extorting if extorting an apology and a retraction is the same as extorting a million dollars. I don't know. You know, you'd have to you'd have to talk to a lawyer. I I only play one on TV. And, Let me uh, tell you this: there's a better chance you'd get an apology out of Gene Simmons than a million dollars. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so, right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. I don't. I don't know. And you know, who knows if you know Paul and Gene may may call Ace's bluff on this one. Uh, you know, who knows what he has on them? He intimated there were some things regarding Gene and women. Who have been who have been kind of bought off over the years? Uh, that's the one thing. Let's see, <laughs> rock star in pretty scary makeup and uh, everything <laughs> has women throwing themselves at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, so it's you know the kiss war maintains. Uh, it doesn't. I don't know that it hurts either party. 
you know, Kiss Kiss just announced a bunch of additional shows for the final leg of the final tour. So there's nothing like a little a little news and excitement. Well, they're getting the most out of it then, you oh, know. Yeah. yeah. No, they always do. They, they always find a way to. By the way, Kiss is also portrayed uh, today in the movie Spinning Gold that's opening in theaters. That's about Casablanca Records, which was their original record Okay, company. that's in theaters. That's not streaming. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Whatever. Ha- what the hell ever happened to Blood, Sweat, and Tears is in theaters, right? It's rolling, it's rolling out in theaters, mostly in independent and art houses, and that'll be streaming at some point. I don't like all these movies going to theaters. I just want them to be streaming right now. After, where you, I, got, after you got comfortable at home watching yes. everything? Yeah. Well, I'd like going to the theater. I've always said I enjoy the theater, but there's so many of them now right. that... You almost have to take a day, yeah, and and t- and catch four or five of these, yeah, in a theater. You know, just bunk out in the theater. For wow, because I am a sucker for a documentary. Four or five in a theater. Wow. <laughs> hey, how long ago was it that Ozzy said he was retiring from touring because of a spinal injury and a week? And he maybe. Loved us all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was earlier this year. You know, when he or it was last. It, it seems like a week, but I know it wasn't. It was. No, he's. You know, the the conventional wisdom of his most recent album came out. He said, you know, he can't really do the live thing anymore, and he certainly can't tour anymore, but they quickly kind of backpedaled on that and said, well, he could do some shows, and as fate has it, he is going to do some shows, or at least a show. Uh, in October in California, he's going to be the headliner, co-headliner of the second night of the Power Trip Festival. Uh, this is taking place in Indio, California, on the same grounds where they hold Coachella and uh, Stagecoach. Weekend of October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Get a load of this lineup. It's Metallica, ACDC, first concert in seven years, Guns N' Roses, Tool, Iron Maiden, and Ozzy. Well, and I was, you know, listening to you say who was headlining, and I have an idea in my head, but what are they? Who are the headliners? The, well, the, the, these are the six. There will be two co-headliners each night, and then there will be an undercard okay, that okay. they haven't announced yet. You know, I mean, in terms of newsworthiness, I think the two biggies are ACDC, because we haven't seen them in so many years, and and Ozzy, because, you know, this is the back-from-the-dead kind of appearance. Why yeah. is Metallica on this, Bill? They've got a new album coming out. They can, yeah. they can just... This is just another tour. This is just a part of their okay. of their, stop their, on their, of their tour. All right. Now we you talked know, about we talked about Ozzy. Okay, maybe if he just does a, a couple of shows, right? Yeah, right. But you know, Ozzy can afford to do a couple of shows. But what what about his band? They can't afford to just do a couple of shows. You know, well, but those guys all have other work. You know, Zach Wilde, the guitar player, has Black Label Society. Okay. You know, other guys in the band do sessions or they tour with other musicians. And so, how you know. tight can they be playing together once or twice every yeah. week or two? Well, you know, they, we're talking about really seasoned pros here. So, okay. you know, they, they could probably do this show and with a lot of history with Ozzy. So they could probably do this show with a rehearsal, maybe two. And it sounds like there's going to be a lot of musicians hanging around. Oh, yeah. Does. Yeah, there won't be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some guest appearances <laughs> yeah. and things like that. No, it's a cool, cool looking festival. And this is very similar. There was a classic rock festival like this that had, had the Stones and McCartney and the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and Steely Dan years ago in the same place. So this is just kind of, kind of going off that. But yeah, if you're a heavy music fan, I, and, and tickets, by the way, go on sale 
uh, for that today at noon. All right, so if Rage Against the Machine says they're not going to tour anymore, can yeah, we expect a reversal of that in two weeks? Well, <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, you know, Tom Morello, they, they, they've been mostly quiet about everything uh, since, they, since they had to basically cancel the tour because Zach DeLaRocca, the front man, you know, injured, he tore his Achilles tendons and, was, and has apparently been having healing problems. So He did that for, during his show, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, and then they did a few more shows after it, and then apparently the doctor said, you know, it's really stupid to keep doing this. Didn't uh, Dave Grohl do shows from a wheelchair? From a they throne. built a throne. From a throne. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and he sat know, out there with his broken leg, and I, you know, I, I'll, Dave <laughs> yeah. Grohl is... is uh, that's a different kind of thing. It's a whole different beast. Yeah, you, you can't even ho- compare others to Dave Grohl. No. No, so you know, but but uh, you know, in the case of Rage, there, Tom Morello says, you know, nothing's been determined. They the guys still talk to each other, but they're not talking about a tour. They're talking about how's the kids and all that stuff. And mm. you know, he just he just wouldn't go anywhere in terms of committing to what Rage might do in the future. Although he did say he'd like to see the band get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, as they're on the ballot again this year. Um, is Dave Grohl still cooking for Kevin Hart, by the um, way? I don't Remember they know. did that? I mean, they, did, those, the, they did the couple. Right, the couple of commercials where he's yelling oh, upstairs. Yeah, that, yeah, and then Dave did the couple <laughs> in, of California, uh, you know, the the cooking for the, for the homeless during the bad weather. <laughs> Right, so he really does cook. Vegas is going to get, if it's not busy already. It's going to be full of Dale and uh, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. yeah, Dale has decided she wrapped up her residency last weekend, but now has added 34 more shows uh, starting in you know, starting in June, and it'll go through November. Apparently the June performances are going to be filmed and recorded and released at some point after that. And then Kelly Clarkson's going to do 10 Vegas shows to celebrate a new album she has coming out called Chemistry. That's going to be July 28th through August 19th. So, yeah, Vegas is, Vegas is the place. You know, these, this is where if you, don't, if you don't necessarily want to do a full-on tour, you can just set up shop there for a while and make the world come to you. And then, as long as we're talking about the, uh, the girl power thing, I knew Taylor Swift was popular, but... Oh, wow. <laughs> first, first living artist to chart seven albums in the Billboard Top 40 simultaneously. Seven in the Top 40 all at the same time. And actually almost the Top 30 because the lowest ranked one, Midnight's, is, I'm sorry, is at 31. Uh, but you also have, if you look at the, the Billboard 200 chart today, in the Top 31 you'll see Evermore Reputation, the Taylor's version of Red, 1989, Folklore, Lover, and as we said, Midnight's. Uh, There's no stopping her. Did she? Uh, <laughs> Guess not. How many of those did she re-record? So just what's the his one. name? Wouldn't get any mo- any money. Just the one. Well, just the one in the chart. She's re-recorded two albums, um, but but one of them's in the charts now. Wow. Okay. My 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 brain wants to go, but if this were 1960. Eight or sixty nine or whenever they start keeping track of all this stuff. Or more, more, more the eighties, nineties, and the odds. All right, okay. Uh, is when it wouldn't be, you know, is when now, uh, you know, because albums are not selling in the amounts they used to. It's easier for something like this to happen. Okay. Although all it's right. still, I mean, it's still I'm, phenomenal achievement. I know she has seven records in the top 
40 selling albums, right? Right. But right. the Beatles did this too. And I mean, but would, would they have had 12 albums in the um, if we counted them like this? Or? That's an interesting question because, you know, they, the charts have been jumbled up so much, like when CDs came out and, and old albums would be released on CDs, they had some sort of new life. Um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to, you're, you're, you're comparing like apples to right. It's like, it, it, what oh. I'm thinking is it, with inflation, you have to go, well, that's yeah, $100 in 1965 oh, yeah. is well, X amount well, of dollars. Now I'm trying to do that with record sales. Oh yeah. If you go with money, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And again, for people, for people beyond my pay grade. I said I'm a, a, a sucker for a, for a good documentary and I see Cameron Crowe's doing a Joni Mitchell film. It's not necessarily yeah. a documentary, right? Um, they haven't really talked about exactly what it's going to be, but he's been spending, apparently has spent a lot of time with her and uh, like two years developing the film with Joni Mitchell. So they're saying it won't be a standard biopic or a standard documentary but it will be more like an autobiography. So I don't know if that means you you know that she Joni Mitchell is going to be the narrator of this or how it's going to work. They really haven't said yet. Doesn't have a title, release date or cast as much as he's going to use a cast. But it's intriguing. She's certainly a great topic. Uh tonight by the way on PBS they will be de- debuting her Gershwin Prize for Popular Music ceremony. Uh, that was filmed earlier this year in Washington D.C. and star-studded cast and everything. So, well worth that's well worth checking out as well. Okay, I'm a sucker for uh, for uh, documentaries, uh, but there's <laughs> so people. I've who, heard. But there are people who are suckers for box sets, and there's a new one coming out. Yeah, the Who is going to release a box set of Who's Next uh, in October. This is according to Pete Townsend, and it's a you know they'll compile the the album, some demos you know, perhaps some alternate takes or unreleased material. You know, it's an album that is, you know, is arguably the Who's Best, arguably one of the best ever in rock and roll. So it'll be intriguing to see what they come up with, especially if they have live material from that time in the band's career. And Townsend also said that, you know, as, as a lot of people know, Who's Next came out of an abandoned Who project called Lifehouse. And he says part of the reason to put out a Who's Next box set right now is to regenerate interest in the Lifehouse project. He has a documentary about that that he hopes to put out in the fall. And, you know, he says it still sticks in his craw that he had to abandon that and he would like to finish it. So we may, and he's, he has done various permutations of that concept as well. But so maybe, maybe sometime in the near future we'll get whatever the contemporary version of Lifehouse is going to be. And it included a lot of the songs, like Babbo O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again, were part of the Lifehouse project. All right. I just wonder if they ever get tired of hearing that stuff over again and go, nah, box it up, sell it to them however you want. You know, I, I think I've always you never had, get tired of money. Exactly. And I've always had the impression from Pete Townsend that he he has a real interest in who material i mean he really he really feels close to this material as as stuff he wrote and that he he enjoys curating it and shepherding it in into the future and making sure that the, that the legacy is there a couple notes on skinner this morning too yeah yeah a couple things going on so the cmt music awards 
uh, on Sunday night. They'll be on CBS at 7 o'clock. They've added a tribute to Leonard Skinner, this in the wake of Gary Rossington's uh, passing, slash Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, Paul Rogers from Bad Company, uh, Warren Haynes, Chuck Lavelle of the Rolling Stones, um, also Winona Judd, Leanne Rimes, and Cody Johnson, country artists. They're going to do some sort of uh, Skinner tribute as I don't know if it's going to be a medley or if they're just going to play Freebird or Sweet Home Alabama, but that's going to be part of the CMT Music Awards on Sunday. And then original member, original drummer Bob Burns, um, who was on the band for the first two albums, meaning he played on Freebird and Sweet Alabama, has sold his share of his artist royalties to Primary Wave Music, which is one of the big players in that market now. So, so does the buyer have to go around to all the uh, Skinnerd members and ex-members and, and, and collect up rights from everybody before they can use something? How does that oh, work? Oh, no, 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 no. They, 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 can use, they, they can use X percentage of, well, they, they can use, so they have Bob Burns' piece of those materials. And they can then use it in conjunction with whoever owns the rest of the Skinnerd stuff. So it becomes a negotiation and okay. kind of a collaboration and partnership. Now, if you're primary wave, you're probably knocking on everybody else's door in the band. You know, okay, we got this guy. Let's let's get as much as we can. So right, that, we that have would a, seem so impossible. Have, right, so we have a controlling interest in the catalog. And who's the most popular artist in the world? Now, well, you want anybody want to take a guess here? <laughs> I would have never guessed you, this, you, but you kind of know. But yeah, yeah. So it's the weekend, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, and they are what? using they are using as their their criteria Spotify data. So how many plays he's had, which is um, he's he's reached a hundred million monthly listeners. Okay, so he he is the most popular artist in the world, according to Guinness. Will it? Right. Will they turn his house into a museum like Graceland? Right. At is he going to get a Super Bowl it, halftime well, show? Well, or, he's been. He's done the Super Bowl. Or yeah, uh, or ago. asked to uh, sing at uh, uh, Charles Coronation. Or uh, at this point, I don't take anybody at Charles. No Cornet. kidding. I think the three of us. The three of us could <laughs> sing at Charles Coronation. <laughs> Who's the but, band that they signed up? The the Times Up or. What's the boy band? Oh, um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. We're talking um, about that's that or it's not one of the or... main. It's not one of the main. No, players. it was like who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in regards to the weekend, so you know, it, a lot of that is going to depend on his. First of all, remember, Graceland was something Elvis built after his success. His his childhood home is is a historical marker, but it's not a tourist attraction like Graceland is. Uh, in the case of the weekend, you know, we're going to see how his career plays out you know the way they the way guinness did this using the spotify statistics it could just as well be taylor swift by july you know well yeah you know it's it's really it's a moving target right okay but are we going to want the weekend's old cadillacs and private jet and we want to see his leather bedroom and all that stuff if he's got cool stuff like that we might we might true you know, and he is he is really good. I mean he is you know, as much as he's obviously a lot more contemporaneous, so therefore doesn't doesn't appeal uh, to to as wide an audience maybe as an Elvis did or, or the Beatles, but he's really, really good. How was his halftime show? How would you rank it? I, you know, not, not one of the not one of the all time classics. But he was handcuffed by COVID. 
You're right. too, with his halftime well, show. Well, either handcuffed or liberated. I mean, he, okay. was able, he was able to make a real production. And, yeah, just, it was, but it just, you know, I don't know, it, it, you know, much like, much like Rihanna's, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like that one resonated quite the same way as others have. All right, real quickly, what are your, uh, you're a Tiger fan, right? You're, you like the Tigers? Uh, you know, the Tigers, Pirates. Okay. I don't, I don't have, I don't have a lot of uh, optimism for the baseball <laughs> season. In you know where I was going with it. No? Yes. All right. Very good. Happy to have it back, though. All right, Gary. Hopefully, it doesn't snow out during the Tiger game this weekend. You know, if it does, it would be part of a long-standing opening day tradition. Yeah, we have that one here too. That's yeah, why we built a roof on that thing. There, you know, not 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 dummies up there. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Gary. Guys, take care, Gary Graff, our music expert.